This is the Arise Ministries Collective Podcast, where we seek to equip and encourage the body of Christ in biblical truth and understanding. We believe that when women have an authentic and growing relationship with Jesus Christ, they become powerful and influential vessels for the kingdom. And that's what this space is for, to hear and tell stories of God's faithfulness and to learn from ordinary women living extraordinarily for God's glory. Let's join host Lisa Da Silva for this episode of Arise Online. Hello and welcome. I am so glad you're here with us and beyond excited to have you meet and glean from our guest at Arise Online today. It's February 2021 and we are living through a pandemic many of us thought, we hoped, we believed would be over by now. It just feels like there's been disappointment after disappointment, missed opportunities, loss of relationships, security, and that whole sense of normalcy. I've talked to so many moms, those of you who are listening, who have grieved for their children, for the way your child's hopes and dreams have been either completely lost or placed on hold, and none of that seems more real than for the graduating classes of 2020. So our guest today represents them, those 18 and 19 year olds, their families, their communities that suffered through those losses together and are continuing to suffer those losses even now while we struggle through this whole COVID thing. And so our guest, Molly Tufnell, she is an 18 year old who I've wanted to have on the show for a really long time. I've watched her weather this year in a way that's inspired me and challenged me, and I'm hoping and believing it's going to do the same for those of you listening today. So welcome, Molly. Hi, I'm excited to be on here today. We're so excited to have you, and I'm just going to dive right into it. We want to hear from you. So tell us what last year looked like for you. Yeah, so 2020... um was honestly supposed to be the best and most exciting year of my life. Um, Instead, like most people in the world, and I'm sure lots of you listening, I watched plans that I had anticipated for years crumble away one by one. Um, I didn't have a high school graduation, no prom, no summer road trips with friends and family, um, no moving to California to start a whole new chapter at university, and I also actually worked through a really hard and confusing breakup. Um, And kind of just as the summer months progressed, I just became really angry, confused, and just started to grapple for some sense of control. So it was hard. It was really really crappy. It was really, really hard. And um, I just want to interject for a minute because in all of the things that Molly and I are going to talk about, we don't at all want to diminish people's experience of hardness. Right. It sucked. It really, really bit. Yes. (laughs) Bit it. So... What changed? Yeah, so I think throughout those summer months, um, when I was just in a season of being angry and confused, the Lord actually brought to mind a prayer that I had prayed to Him in February. Um, And I had prayed this prayer just weeks before COVID hit um, and quarantine started. Um, And I wrote it in my journal. So I just love to read that for you guys. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, so I'll read it quick. If I were to fully trust you, to fully realize that my sole purpose in life is to bring you glory, I wonder if I would be content no matter the circumstance in which you place me. 
Shouldn't I be? If my sole purpose is to glorify you, and if I believe you are sovereign, I would simply have to rest, knowing that you are good and that all of your plans are good, even when I don't think they are. Mm. Um, so that was the prayer I'd written out in my journal just like two weeks before COVID yeah. hit. And then you're just like, oh, shoot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then COVID hit, and I was like, oh, that's not what I meant. Like, those mm. prayers um, of surrender were not like I wasn't asking for a pandemic. Um, but those very prayers just kind of began to echo in my mind throughout the summer. Um, and slowly my heart just began to shift. Um, and I started asking the Lord to make me ready and willing for what was to come, um, even in the midst of everything that was going on. Hmm. So you wrote in your journal right before the pandemic, it was a prayer to God saying, like, I need to be content no matter what my circumstance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then your circumstances, like so many other circumstances, changed drastically. Right. And if you can expand on this, so you prayed these things, but your circumstances are still awful and not what you expected. So how did your heart change? How did you move forward because of these prayers or even in obedience into these prayers? Right. So I think, um, like praying those prayers in February and then having kind of the world crumble around me, it was really hard and it hurt a lot. Um, and there was lots of heavy stuff that I was working through, but I think in him just reminding me of those prayers and reminding me of biblical truths that I knew about mm -hmm. him, um, he actually used that circumstance and the uncertainty to make me realize that I fully need his peace kind of making me aware of my weakness and my need of him and yeah of just of his peace and that that peace can be found in simply surrendering my plans and preferences to him um, even though that's so hard and in trusting the fact that he's good and that inherently his plans are good and so if I know that he's good um, and I know that everything he does is good then I know that his plans are good even when they hurt and then in that looking forward to the hope that we have um, that's coming. So as much as I mourn those missed memories of graduation and as much as I would love to have all the things that were so important to me, I actually just can't help but feel peace and hope in the fact that he is still good. Which is incredible because I hear you saying you're finding peace and hope in the surrender, right? right. Kind of yeah. this open-handed. Totally. All right, Lord, take it because I feel completely out of yeah, like, I think it just made me realize that I am not in control. Mm -hmm. And so, like, me trying to tightly hold to these plans that were so important to me is not going to bring me peace because I'm not in control and they're just going to be ripped from my hands. But in opening my hands and kind of allowing him to have that and do with it what he wills. Mm -hmm. It changed yeah. your mindset. So totally. you could still be sad and disappointed, mm -hmm. but reframing it in this new direction and molly i hear you say these things and i can't help but relate this sense of peace this sense of hope your open-handed surrender to the years that you've spent studying and meditating on god's word and I'm just going to let everybody in on a little secret. So Molly is my oldest niece. <laughs> I have one sister. She's my oldest um, niece on my sister's side. And so I have had the privilege of watching her grow up. We've never lived in the same city, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I wish that we had. But 
I watch you grow and I, you've been staying with me now for almost two weeks. Yeah. And I've seen your Bible <laughs> and it, ah, it makes me emotional. It's weathered. It's well read. It's well studied. You have <laughs> sermon notes tucked in it. And I don't just see you carrying it around or see it sitting on the table. I see you reading it. I see you studying it. And that is evident in your life. And it's evident in the way that you've handled all of these disappointments. <laughs> and so um, can you tell us about that? How has studying the word helped you understand what you know about God? Yeah, so I think... Um yeah, like you said, arriving to 2020 with a uh, like perspective and knowledge of who the Lord is um, really has been the only reason I'm like, fine, okay, <laughs> fine right now. Um, and I think through this season, like I already knew my father, um, but I think through this season, he's just revealed more and more of who he is to me. And I think like those biggest truths are we serve a Lord who aches with us in disappointment. Mm. Like he doesn't just not care. He sees us and he's like, oh, Molly, I'm like, I'm hurting with you. Um, he knew disappointment in ways far greater than we do. Um, he sees us, he sympathizes with us. Um, and in the disappointment, we can actually be reminded that we follow a God who's faithful. Mm. He doesn't just hurt with us, but he actually is also faithful to his promises. He's a covenant keeping God. He's not going to break his promises. And the promise that like I've clung to in the midst of this is that he's coming back. He is going to wipe every tear away. One day, all will be right and all will be well. And these like present troubles just do not compare to the glory and the joy that is coming. So while we don't have assurance that our plans will work out, we do have assurance of who our God is. He is a covenant-making, promise-keeping God, and he sees his kids, um, and he's going to be back for them soon. And I just believe that knowing this, while the uncertainty and disappointment is heartbreaking and hard and confusing and it doesn't make sense, um, it's worth it because it allows me to place my trust and hope in a God who knows so much more than I do and who is so faithful to his kids. Mm. I can't believe these words come out of an 18-year-old. I do believe <laughs> it because it's you and I think... The Bible, even your family, has framed so many of these perspectives. Mm -hmm. And so can you give us some advice, maybe advice for young people? There might be, I hope, okay, mamas, if you're listening, share this podcast with your 18, 19, 20-year-old daughters or sons, whoever you want to, that need to be encouraged. And what I don't want is for kids and parents to be listening and to think, well, we're too far gone. Like, right. my daughter hasn't been saying the word, and that's why she's just so, so super disappointed. We don't mm. want that to yeah. be the message here. So what advice or what message do you really want to give for kids who are listening, have suffered these disappointments, and now somehow have to move forward? Yeah, so I would say to people my age that are listening, I didn't start a relationship with the word until I was probably 14, but that relationship can start at 18 or 19 or 35 or 50. To people my age or really to anyone listening, it is never too late to start being in the word and committing to knowing it. When you know who God is, then the way that you respond to hard things will be shaped. And we can still grieve those things, but when you know the Lord, the way that you grieve 
shifts and it creates a perspective of, oh, I know who the Lord is and I know that he's good. Um, and I know that he'll work all things for the good of those who love him and for his glory. Yeah, advice to people my age, it is not too late to start being in the word and it is so, so worth it. To parents who are kind of walking through the loss of your 18 year old in this, my parents were so great in this and actually sitting with me in the grief of hard stuff Mm -hmm. um, and acknowledging that it's really, really hard. Losing graduation, losing the freshman first semester of university, breakups, like all this stuff is crappy and it's okay to acknowledge that and not just kind of shove it under the rug. Um, So to parents, I would say acknowledge that this is hard for your kids and be willing to process it with them and yeah, validate their feelings, but then like remind them of scriptural truths and yeah, remind them of who the Lord is. Mm -hmm. And they really modeled Bible study for you. Yeah, for sure. So that's something that's, you know, we as parents listening, I don't think we can underestimate the value of being in the Word ourselves. Totally. Setting aside time for our kids to be in the Word, modeling that, staying faithful, even participating in Christian community, church, Mm -hmm. right? Rallying around our kids in that. And I've definitely seen your family do that. I love that they didn't diminish your pain. It was true grief and you did experience loss. And, um, I just want to point out some of you, um, you message me and you say, Oh, you sounded so Canadian there. And you're going (laughs) to notice that Molly is Canadian. So my whole family lives in Canada And when I go to Canada, they make fun of my American accent. And then they come here, and those of you listening are going to hear that she said process. You're like, what's process? It's process. Oh, my. I know. They make fun of me all the time because of that. And, um, Miles, I just am hoping that you could conclude our time with some sort of exhortation, Mm -hmm. some sort of encouragement. What can we remember now moving forward? Because we wanted 2020 and the pandemic to be over and it isn't. And so we're still walking through. And there are going to be more disappointments and more hard things. Yeah, Yeah. It feels almost like it's hard to dream. Feels like, you know, for me, it's hard to move forward because I'm not sure if I'm just going to be disappointed, if my plans will change, right? So what do you recommend for the rest of us? Yeah, so I did some reflecting kind of in the early fall and came up kind of with three words that I think sum up just what I've learned this last year, and they're surrendering, trusting, and resting. Mm. Yeah, this would just kind of be my exhortation to you. Um, The first would be surrendering. So as I watched the things that I held so dear be ripped from my hands, um, like I said, I was angry, confused, grappling for control. Why was this my response? Um, Simply because I lived with the subconscious belief that I had control over my plans. Mm. um, And I didn't truly believe, I didn't functionally believe that the Lord's plans were better than mine. And then as the summer months progressed, I watched the plans I had anticipated for years crumble. And I didn't have knowledge of what was going to happen. Um, and I'm someone who likes knowing. I like planning. I hate when things feel like they are out of my hands. And so my response to the crumbling not only revealed in me um, an idolatry, an idol of knowing, um, it also revealed a lack of surrender. And so kind of throughout the summer, things were revealed to be even further 
from my control than I had previously thought. So I kind of had to make the conscious decision to open my hands. And so I took my tightly clenched fists that clung desperately to my perfectly thought out plans and just slowly began to open my fingers. And as my hands opened, so did my heart. And um, I think this began a season of surrender to the Lord. So that's my first word, surrender. And then the second one would be trust. So following this lesson that the Lord taught me in surrender came a lesson in trust. I had opened my hands and the plans were lying there, but I needed something to do with them. And so I handed them to the Lord. I surrendered them into different hands, stronger hands, more trustworthy hands. I not only had to release my dreams, hopes, and plans, but I had to hand them over. And I'm like, how silly of me to think that these plans are held better in the hands of an entirely unsovereign girl who is 18 years old than in the hands of a father who loves me deeply. And not only is he sovereign, he is good. And so is everything about him. So if everything about him is good, then his plans must be good. And so that's what I had to trust as I handed my plans to him. And like I kind of said in my prayer in February, all of his plans are good, even when I don't think they are. And so I don't really like what God decided to do to my summer 2020, but I trust that he's good. And so, yeah, after surrendering my plans, I handed them over to him and entrusted them to him and trusted that he was gonna work something good out of it. And so then after those two things comes resting. So I've surrendered it, I've handed it over, I've trusted him, but now I needed to rest. And I needed to rest in the knowledge of who he is, a good, sovereign, and just God who does as he pleases, but with the good of his children in mind. And I'm like, what more could I hope for in a father? So the truth of who he is allowed me to rest, knowing that even if my plans as I had planned them do not come to fruition, I still follow a God who is good. And so my prayer and exhortation to you, wherever you're at, would be that you learn to lean into him and surrender, trust, and rest, because surrendering those plans is so much better than clinging to them on your own, because they're going to crumble whether you want them to or not, but entrusting them to the Father allows him to work something good out of it and you to be able to rest in that process. So... That would be my exhortation to you. Wise, (laughs) wise words. Surrender, trust, rest. And we are going to add some scripture to those on the show notes. Mm -hmm. So those of you who are listening, if you need to come back to Molly's exhortation here, listen to her story and then, okay, what do I do now? And we're going to put some scripture with this. What is surrender? How... Where does scripture tell us that we can surrender? Why can we trust? And what does it look like to rest? Mm -hmm. And um, Molly, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I so, I mean, I'm just so proud of the young woman that you are and are becoming. I look at who you are at 18. (laughs) I wish I was more like this at 18. But when Molly said it's never too late to start being in the word, Mm -hmm. I've told listeners that I didn't start until my 30s so it is never too late to start but boy if you guys could start at 18 that would be (laughs) incredible so thank you Molly we look forward to maybe hearing from you again in a year or something and how this surrender trust and resting all worked out for God's glory yeah thank you thanks for listening to Arise Online 
We encourage you to find more resources, articles, and free downloads by visiting our website, ariseministriescollective.org. We'd also love it if you left us a positive review here on iTunes and through our social media platforms. Every like, comment, and endorsement helps us reach more women for Christ's glory. If you liked what you heard today, consider helping us keep this ministry alive by making a tax-deductible donation through our website. We appreciate you listening and are grateful for your part in the Arise Collective.